You're listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine Podcast. This is Exercise Hamill 2016. I'm Captain Sharon Maskeldare and I'm with Brigadier Paul Nothard, who's the commander of 17 Combat Service Support Brigade. Brigadier Nothard, first question, how would you define combat service support to listeners outside of the Army? Combat service support is basically logistics and health effects for military operations. Uh, and it's most commonly focused on support to combat forces or to humanitarian assistance and disaster relief. On Exercise Hamill, the role of CSS is to provide the fighting force with what it needs to carry out its operations. It covers everything from supply of ammunition, food, water and fuel, through to health and medical support. How then does it plug into the exercise? Because you've got a number of elements there and obviously this is a huge exercise with some 9,000 people and a number of nationalities. 70 CSS Brigade is Army's only CSS Brigade uh, and it provides Army's combat force with, with that range of logistics, health, catering and combat military policing effects. Um, many of those capabilities, particularly in the areas of health, catering and military police, um, are unique to 17 CSS Brigade. But we also have other elements such as terminal, air dispatch and water transport that are unique to us. For Exercise Hamill, 17 CSS Brigade's contribution resides largely in what we call the Force Support Group, which provides bulk supplies or bulk logistics to those CSS elements that are further forward in the Combat Brigade, who then further distribute those supplies to the various elements uh, of the Brigade. The Force Support Group also provides a range of what we call Force Level capabilities, such as the Roll 2 Enhanced Hospital, which provides a full suite of hospital capabilities, including surgery, to the Force. In addition to those capabilities that are in the FSG, we also provide what we call close health, catering and military police elements that are attached directly to the combat brigades and work hand in hand with them much closer to the battle. So our close health companies provide our integral medical support as well as our doctors and nurses that operate treatment facilities well forward in the battle space. And it's these teams that provide life-saving first aid, resuscitation, stabilisation and evacuation for our wounded soldiers. Our cooks will establish field kitchens and they provide that delicious, nutritious food that's so important to maintain the morale and strength of our soldiers. And finally, our military police provide a wide range of capabilities, everything from traffic control and battlefield circulation through to law enforcement, investigations, close personal protection of VIPs, management of captured personnel, and they also have the military working dog capabilities uh, where they conduct tracking, search and attack. And all of those capabilities are supported by the 145th Signal Squadron who provide the communications nodes that tie all this together and allow the headquarters to deliver the command and control of all of those assets throughout the battlefield. So a number of different roles there. In summary, how important then is combat service support as part of an exercise of this scale? In an operation of this scale, our role is vital. Army's resupply doctrine allows the fighting force to be light and agile, with bulk stocks held toward the rear, while still remaining responsive to the operational needs. On the medical side, our medical capabilities give us the confidence that any wounded or injured soldiers will be given the best possible care within the shortest possible time frames, and also give them access to the full range of health capabilities from evacuation, surgery, intensive care, pathology, radiography, veterinary care for our military working dogs, as well as access to dental, physio, pharmaceuticals, and a range of environmental health and hazard assessment capabilities. 
They also have access to psychologists from the first psychology unit. Given the wide range of capabilities that you do offer, how do you train both individually and collectively to carry out your role? The various units in the brigade have an extremely busy training program throughout the year uh, and it focuses firstly on practising individual skills and gaining those individual qualifications, what I like to call being brilliant at the basics, which then progresses into training as small teams, sections, platoons, companies and so on. The vast majority of that training is conducted while we're supporting other elements of the Army in their training. There simply isn't enough time in the year for us to conduct training in isolation. So many of those capabilities are also quite technical in nature and have a very large training requirement. So we have to be very deliberate in the way we manage our training program throughout the year, particularly the clinical requirements of our health specialists. You talk about specialists, so how do they plug in to the capability that you offer? So a number of those capabilities that we provide to the Combat Brigade, for example, so close health, catering and military policing, they're provided generally from elements that are co-located with the brigade that they're required to support. So for Exercise Hamill this year, the close health company that belongs to the 1st Close Health Battalion, the MP company that comes from the 1st Military Police Battalion, and the catering platoon from the 10th Force Support Battalion uh, that are intimately supporting the 1st Brigade mostly come from Darwin and Adelaide. And throughout the road to Hamill, they've supported and worked closely with the 1st Brigade during its lead-up training. For those elements that make up the force support group, we pull together a broad range of soldiers and officers from our units that are spread throughout Australia, including a large number of Army reservists who provide key capabilities to the Australian Army. A good example of this is the high-end medical specialists such as surgeons, anaesthetists and intensivists who are Army reservists from the 3rd Health Support Battalion and they plug into the Roll 2E hospital that's run by the 2nd General Health Battalion. Without these Army Reserve Specialists, we would not be able to field a hospital with surgical capability. So plugging in elements from across 17th Brigade to provide a tailored effect is standard procedure for us. Another good example of this is the capability that's provided by the 2nd Force Support Battalion, who are predominantly Army Reservists. They've provided the Theatre Gateway and the amenities facilities for Exercise Hamill, as well as providing individual soldiers to round out the capabilities provided by our full-time elements from the 9th and 10th Force Support Battalions. As a training activity then, how important is Exercise Hamill from your perspective? Hamill's Army's largest training event and it's the best opportunity for 17 CSS Brigade to exercise our full suite of capabilities. In an Army sense, 17 Brigade provides big logistics capabilities and it takes a big exercise like Hamill to fully test us. So no question in your mind, it's a valuable exercise. Oh absolutely and uh, Hamill provides me with the opportunity to evaluate and certify all of those capabilities that 17 CSS Brigade is required to have at short notice to support ADF operations. It gives us the opportunity to operate in austere conditions, at a high tempo and in a threat environment. So I know that when we perform well under these conditions, we'll be successful when the time comes to deploy for warfighting operations or for humanitarian assistance and disaster relief. What then do you expect your people to get out of this exercise? Hamill will give every officer and soldier an opportunity to put all of their training and experience to the test. We, the 17th Brigade, want to be pushed to our limits so that we know the extent of our capabilities, but also to give us the confidence that our training, our equipment and our doctrine is fit for purpose. This exercise is designed to test that and, where appropriate, 
allows us to identify any shortfalls that we need to focus on in the future. The exercise uh, is also giving 17 CSS Brigade an opportunity to test and evaluate a number of new and innovative capabilities, including things like the deployable veterinary capability, our deployable amenities container, and portable fuel testing kits. We're also trialling the Roll2 light manoeuvre capability that provides light-scaled surgical capability further forward in the battle space to increase the survivability of our wounded soldiers. And for you personally, what do you hope to achieve? For me, Exercise Hamill is the opportunity to see the officers and soldiers of the brigade showcase their professionalism, their initiative and teamwork. 17 CSS Brigade is full of fantastic people who provide real-time support to our army, whether we're training or on operations. What we do in barracks and during exercises is what we would do on ops. We provide vital CSS, health and military police effects that, in the main, are not resident anywhere other than 17 CSS Brigade, and we're really proud of that. We serve to support others, and while we generally toil away in the background, our contribution enables the rest of the force to succeed in their tasks. Brigadier Paul Nothard, Commander of 17 CSS Brigade, thank you very much. This is Captain Sharon Maskeldare reporting from Exercise Hamill 2016. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.